The Witch Chronicles The Diary of Dr. Caligari Written by Desmond Lynch Lungas, the 29th, journal entry 1428. The nightmares have returned, disturbing what little sleep I am able to acquire. My work for the Empire consumes my waking moments, every second of every day wasted on the machinations of war. I'm tired of death. It's numbness. I seek to bring an end to it. And while peace and my efforts are noble and just, the nightmares come all the same. It is the same one. Always the same. Those that know me now, dear reader, it would surprise them to know that I was once a happy child. Though I was an only child, I was content in my solitude, fascinated by the world and enraptured with my studies. I love my home. I love beautiful sparrows and hummingbirds that would uh, flock to the hawthorn tree outside my bedroom window. I, I love the hills and the fields of the Razorcrest. I love the peaks of the Razortooth Mountains. But I was a child. I, I had no idea what horrors lurked beyond those mountains. I remember the day well. It was a June day. It started like any other. I wandered the fields of my home, venturing out into the many farms my family owned. And then I saw them. A mighty posse riding the road. Villagers and farmers alike I had known all my life. Friedrich, my boy, they called me. Friedrich, they're not safe here, do you not know? There's a beast that lurks in these fields. A horrible monster that's wandered its way down from the waste beyond. Terrified. Go, they said. Run, little Caligari, and don't look back. And so I ran. I ran all the way home. But home, as it turns out, was not as safe as I had once thought. All through the night, I saw flickering lights of torchlight float along the road in darkness beyond. The posse rode on endlessly, hunting the beast. I was terrified I'd heard tell of the monsters of the waste descending from the mountains to gobble up little boys and girls all over the Empire. But not here. Not in Razorcrest. I could not fathom it, for I'd only known my humble abode. I laid awake at night, trembling with fear, and then... Then I heard it. The barn door opened, shut closed. I sprang onto my bed, looked out my window. The barn was dark, I could see nothing. I should have cried for my parents, but I did not know better. I was a silly child, grand delusions of heroism at large. I took a candle from my bedside. My father was a foot soldier in the Empire before he found his fortune. He hung a sold sword above the mantelpiece, and I took that as well. The sword was long, heavy, nearly the size of me, and I carried it all the same. I ventured out into the yard, towards the barn, my heart pounding. It was so still, so quiet, I shuddered at my very footstep, my very breath. I tiptoed towards the barn door and creeped inside. 
It was dark and cold. I crept forward, my heart beating heavy. I thought it would burst. All was quiet, and then... Then I heard it. This... This coarse, heavy breathing coming from the corner. I grew to a halt for a moment. It was so... Unnatural, I could not bring myself to envision such a creature. I... I should have turned and run there and then, but curiosity got the better of me, so I crept forward as I came closer. The breathing grew heavier and heavier, and then I saw it. This horrible monstrosity lumbered on the floor. If not for its hunchback, it would have been seven feet tall. Its skin was red and leathery. Long, gangly arms with long, sharp claws and short legs. Boils protruded out of every piece of it. It had two heads stuck to each other, one large, one small. The large one had only a mouth, and the other had only eyes. It did not see me at first. I moved closer to it. I came close to close. It saw me. Dropped my sword and ran off. I ran to my mother and father. The beast fled the barn at once, but not fast enough. My father called down the posse and they hunted the beast. By dawn, they dragged the monster back to my home, beaten and broken. My father was a respected man. Many of the villagers and the farmers worked for him. They respected his opinion, his authority. So they asked him, Aldrich, what shall we do with this monster? My father was a kind man, very warm, but on that day I did not see that man. I saw someone else, someone cruel and cold. He said, beat that monster to mush and then hang it from that very hawthorn tree. And so they did. Took three ropes and all twelve of them hoisted the beast up, but they done so. So it stayed for the entire summer as the crows descended from up above to pick the carcass clean. The stench and the sight of it haunts me still, as, as it was intended to do. It was a warning, my father told me, not just for me, but for all the monsters out there, all the hags and the beasts beyond, that they were not welcome in Razorcrest. It proved a warning that fell on deaf ears, for as you know, the monsters came all the same, and we hunted them all the same. I think now of that monster hanging from the hawthorn tree, I would venture outside and I would feel its beady eyes on me. As I grew older, my curiosity grew more morbid. For a time I thought I would become a mortician. I studied the dead, I studied executions, I studied the art of hanging a man to death. What I found was comforting me. 
man would be dead within minutes of hanging, you see, but doubt crept into my mind. This monster is hide so thick. What if the rope were not strong enough to crush its windpipe? What if it just dangled there, breathing heavily, looking out for salvation, a beast caught in a trap? At the prospects of it having starved to death in such a horrible manner, I grew to pity the beast. Fear gave way, replaced by something worse. After a while, I could not bring myself to look at it, and for a moment I thought I could hear it breathing. I became a recluse, a shut-in. My father grew angry at this and beat me, but I would not go outside. I would not even venture to my bedroom window. I would lay awake at night and hear it breathing so loud. So clear as if it was lurking just outside my bedroom window, watching me sleep. Even now, all these years later, on a still night, I still hear it breathing. When the summer came to an end, the carcass had been torn down, the message sent out loud and clear. For the first time in months, I ventured outside, and what I had found disturbed me. The Hawthorne tree never again housed sparrows and hummingbirds, only crows. I think of that beast now as it haunts my nightmares, but not of what you think, for when I looked upon that creature oh so many summers ago, when I gazed upon its beady red eyes, I knew what it was. I knew that this was no monster. This was a man. An impossible man from hell on earth. A man who was terrified, but not of me. Not of the men who hunted it. He knew he would die here. He knew he was not welcome, yet he came all the same. He and all the others. Do not fear these so-called monsters from the waste, dear reader, no. I fear what terrified these horrible mutants so much that they chose to flee to hostile lands to die a better death than what awaited them in the waste. What darkness lingers beyond those mountains has remained there for over a thousand years, but one day, dear reader, one day it will turn its nasty head onto my home, my empire. We need to be ready. We need to be vigilant. Divided we fall. Only I see what is coming. They call me mad, and if I am. But madness is a price I'm willing to pay to save my people. Only men like I can save us all. I will end the war. I will end death. I will end suffering. I will end it all. I will end it. Oh. I am tired again. I will return to sleep. In my nightmares, it is strange. I've written many times, but it disturbs me still in these sick little dreams. It is I who hangs from that very awful tree.
tree, or something watches me, out of sight, breathing heavily, ever so close, so I struggle and beg for death that never comes. Yes, I hope I never have that dream ever again. Good night, dear reader.